Welcome to CRE Success, the podcast, where we help people working in commercial real estate achieve their professional goals. Check us out online at cresuccess.co forward slash podcast. And now here's your host, Darren Krakowiak. Hello, welcome to season two of CRE Success, the podcast. Just last week, we celebrated one year since I launched CRE Success as a company. And I'm so excited to be able to bring you season two of the podcast. And we've got a great episode to kick off the season. It's Nina Christian, who's my special guest today. She's a personal branding and content marketing expert. We're gonna be talking about how you can build authority, how you can create affinity and drive awareness about what you do all through the content that you share on platforms like LinkedIn. Make sure you stick around because I'll be talking to Nina in just 30 seconds. 90% of the world's data was generated in the last two years. Credia is a business intelligence and analytics tool for commercial real estate professionals. Using real-time insights, track key portfolio metrics and benchmark against the market so you can make faster and well-informed decisions. With live dashboards and bespoke reporting, impress both your executive team and your property clients. It's time to turn data into your most valuable asset with Credia from Released. And now it's time for the interview on CRE Success, the podcast. Nina, welcome to CRE Success, the podcast. Thank you, Darren. It is indeed wonderful to be here. Well, the first thing we do, Nina, is we ask our guests to step into the virtual elevator so we can hear their elevator pitch of who they are. So Nina, who are you? I'm Nina Christian. I am the owner of a marketing agency, Breveda, which I founded in the year 2000. So we're officially becoming an adult this year, 21. And so over that time, worked with big brands and small government, corporate, not-for-profit, startups, you name it. And obviously over 20 years in marketing, a lot has changed and we'll talk a bit about that, obviously. I'm currently the state chair of the Australian Marketing Institute in Victoria. And yeah, so in the last few years, because of all of these things that have changed and these monumental shifts that have just really recalibrated how businesses need to build their brand and attract new clients. And not just from a perspective of new tactics and new approach, I found myself more and more focusing on the content piece of the marketing pie, which is turning out to be a huge chunk of that these days. So really developing a focus on helping business owners and those charged with growing a brand just to know where to start, what to say, how to present themselves in the marketplace so that they can build that authority that they need quickly, but also develop the emotional connection that they need with the people that they want to do business with and really do it in a sustainable way. Awesome. That gives some great context as to why people should be listening to this episode and listening to what you've got to say. I've invited you on the show today because I teach personal branding as part of CRE Success Membership, but I'm not a content marketing expert, right? I dabble, but it's certainly not my main area of speciality. And you oh, the other. I think you're pretty good at it, I have to say. Uh, <laughs> you're getting, a natural. I'm getting better, but I have to follow processes, right? I need to learn this stuff. It's not stuff that came to me naturally. You, on the other hand, of course, are a leading marketer. You've mentioned the fact that you're the state chair of the Australian Marketing Institute here in Victoria. And I know that you're really passionate about content marketing and in particular thought leadership. And thought leadership is something that is quite relevant to the commercial real estate space. And I've watched some of your content and one of your philosophies is to help people in business develop content, which creates awareness, which builds authority and also makes them more approachable. 
Absolutely. I think that's a great place for us to start. If you could tell us about those three types of content and how they should be part of any content plan. Absolutely. So certainly you've hit the nail on the head with those three things. The awareness piece is just so important because really as part of developing your brand or building your profile in the marketplace or making sales or building a list or attracting new leads, whatever it is, people need to know what you do. They need to know basically what you want to be known for and what makes you different. So I'd put all of those things under the awareness umbrella, but then there's those two other key components. One is the authority, which builds that credibility, which is, this is why you should listen to me. And this is not just talking about credentials or award wins or things like that. It's very much about sharing stories as well, or sharing insights or providing industry commentary, which then very subconscious or subtly positions you as an expert. And then the third one, you rightly mentioned around approachability or another way you can, another A you could use in that context is affinity. It's developing that bond, which I alluded to earlier in the intro, that that connection. And ultimately, if people feel connected to you, they're more likely to do business with you. And so that's a really important part of it. Although you don't want to go to extremes on any of those, You don't want to just do everything on this personal and connection piece because it's really just a part of an overall holistic strategy. So understanding the balance and how all of those would fit into a plan is important, but a good place to start is knowing that those three exist and at least putting a concerted effort to do something in the area of each of those on a regular basis. I think for building authority, that's an interesting one because In our industry, a lot of people want to post deals that they've done and say, look at this space that I've leased, look at this property that I've just sold. But your advice seems to be to not do that, or you can do that as part of the overall plan, but actually to go that step further and to really talk about things that are going on in the marketplace, which the sort of the so what, the why something's important. Yes, that's absolutely right. And remember that everyone who's reading your post, they're tuned into the WIIFM, the what's in it for me wavelengths. And so thinking from the perspective, always put yourself in the position of somebody whose eyeballs are looking at your content through the screen, reading that, thinking, what do I want them to feel? What action would I want them to take as a result of this? And what would that post or that share or that piece of content need to contain? Or how would it be best positioned to inspire them to that action? And so, yeah, that's really important to consider. It's not just about blasting people with your wins, that's important. And if it's done carefully and strategically, it can enhance your authority, but it really is not something that you just want to hammer people with there and there and there, because at the end of the day, you want to think, is that going to motivate someone to take action and how and why? Because ultimately, if you through your post or share or comment or content and content can be anything. I mean, obviously we're going to have a heavy focus on social media because we spend a lot of our time there. And I'm sure the listeners here do as well. But content can be broader than that. It can be anything written, anything audio, anything video around a topic that they're an expert in, whether it's educational or inspirational, funny, transformational, that's all content. And the thought leadership piece that you just mentioned really revolves around sharing expertise and perspective, but with a specific aim of inspiring or guiding or shaping a perspective. And ultimately, the holy grail of it is to 
inspire someone to take an action, to take a baby step that's going to get them closer to their goal. Because as they do that, you leverage the benefit of reciprocity and they remember that it was you who they read something and it helped them take that action or it opened their eyes to something. And that builds that trust. It builds the authority. It builds the credibility, but it also builds the connection. So good thought leadership is kind of an all in one and sharing those things is great. But rather than just sharing it from a perspective of, oh, well, look at me, I did this. Thinking, how could I give something to my audience by sharing this? Could I share a lesson or a learning or a tip or a piece of advice as part of sharing just that deal win? A couple of things you've said there that I want to explore just a little bit is one, how do we sort of get into the mind of who we're trying to talk to in terms of how the content might make them feel. And the other part is getting someone to take that next step. And something that some people may have heard of is a call to action, which is basically saying, if you like this, do this. But how can people understand what's going on in the minds of people who they want to speak to and then direct them towards taking a next step without being kind of icky and salesy? Absolutely. Well, a key for that is going to be really around understanding what we call in marketing speak the customer journey. So what is the journey that someone needs to go through from when they first realize they have a problem to when that problem is solved and beyond that? And what are the different specific stages? So there's going to be, I won't go too big because we could talk about that all day, but obviously they have to understand there's a problem and they have to start looking for the solution. Then they will find the specific solution, then they will compare options, then they will evaluate, then they will make a decision. And so your content is going to appeal to your customers at different stages of that journey. So you might've heard the analogy or your listeners might've, I'm sure you have, you know, you don't ask someone to marry you on the first date kind of thing. It just would send people away. It's the same with sales, but in most scenarios, you're not asking people to sign up as a client the first time they see you. They need these days to get to know you. And That's been a fundamental shift around marketing generally that has occurred and why content marketing is such an important piece now because people respond differently. They engage differently with brands. They want to get to know you on their terms before they hang out with you. They will stalk you and they will have a look at what you're doing online before they initiate contact because people now are wired to know that once they initiate contact, they're going to be, in most cases, blasted with options and things like that. So the key is to be aware of that and putting out different types of content that serve those different awareness, authority, and affinity so that you are building that connection, answering their questions before they've even asked it, if that makes sense. And so when it comes to knowing what your audience wants, bringing that back, really listening when you've heard that saying, and I just hate to just rattle it off because it's so meaningless out of context. You've got to listen to your audience and find out what they want. It's so nebulous. But the way from a very practical aspect that you can do that is literally don't overcomplicate it. Just create an Excel spreadsheet and have three or four columns like what are their pains? What are their desires? What are their questions? Where are they getting stuck? And when you're having a conversation with a client in the marketplace, whether that's on social media, whether it's at an appointment, whether it's at a networking event, and they just in the day-to-day course of business are talking about these things, go and capture those on your spreadsheet. Or when you see people in a group or on LinkedIn posting a frustration, just capture that and you start to see trends, you start to see patterns. 
So that is a really good way to start to understand what you could use as some of that front-end content to actually get the attention of your audience and then bring awareness to the fact that you might be able to help them along their journey to solving that problem and having a better life, whether that's a business or business outcome or whatever that means for them. Yeah, that makes me think of something that somebody taught me, which is with content, you want to get into a conversation that's already going on in somebody's head. So what they're sort of thinking about and, and keep going with it. In speaking about developing a content plan, and now we've got an idea about what it is that people who we want to talk to are thinking about. We've got an idea about the different types of content that we want to put out there. For someone who's just doing it on their own, how can they actually then put together a content plan that they can then go ahead and execute? Yeah, absolutely. I love this question and I love answering it because it's on the one hand, there's a lot in there, but on the other hand, it can be really simple. And again, people can tend to overcomplicate that, but where most people miss it is they miss a lot of the key steps. So the bottom line, which is the big differentiator, is you need to have a plan that's going to align with your strategy and your end goals. So what are your business goals? What are your professional objectives? What do you ultimately want to achieve? through this marketing or content, et cetera. And so understanding that combined with what we just talked about, the customer journey and having that next step is that you want them to engage with you on social media. Is it that you want them to join your list so that you can communicate them? Is it that you want them to come to an event or book a chat or read your whatever latest property win on your website or whatever that goal is that's going to get them closer to the next step, having that in mind, but really, really your foundation is what is your strategy and the end goals? What commercial and business outcomes are you looking at? And then you need to reverse engineer your content. So for example, there's people that are seeing 90% of their revenue come through one adjunct of their business, but yet that's not reflective in their content. They're putting out stuff about all sorts of things but they don't necessarily relate to their business goals. So it's really, really important to keep that in mind. And then once you have that clear, that's actually, I have a 7P framework, which I'll explain to you now and I'll go through those 7Ps and I do elaborate on that and go through more fully. I've got a workshop that goes through in more detail, which is free and any of your listeners can join in if they like. But the first one of that is actually purpose, which ties to profit. I kind of put purpose and profit as that foundational piece of a content plan. So my 7P framework is getting that right initially. Then that's when you start to do, once you've got that, that's when you can start doing your planning, working out where you're going to be and what your key messages are going to be and what are those next steps going to be. And that is a big piece that a lot of people forget. Then you get into production and this is the P or the third stage, but that's where a lot of people start. They start at sitting down to create something without doing those first two steps. So you obviously then you produce your content, then you publish it, getting it out there to the right audience, then you promote it. Then the ideal for a business of any size that wants to do this on a sustainable basis, so bringing it back to you don't want to get exhausted and overwhelmed every time you put out a piece of content or the thought of content makes your hair want to go gray, you actually want to have it set up in a sustainable way. So that's where the process part comes in. So you have that, which will effectively carry you and your business and your team through that process. So you're doing it sustainably. And then the last one, which again, a lot of people miss is around performance. So 
how is that actually tracking in relation to your goals and your plans, et cetera, and measuring that. So that's a really nice cycle or flywheel around your content plan. And if you are doing at least something, I mean, look, I won't pretend to say that this is super easy to nail right from the get-go. I mean, it is not, but at least if you start doing something and you're doing something simply and you're doing a little bit, but with mindful of each of those things, you will progress far quicker, far further and way more effectively over the long term than someone that goes out and does this huge big content campaign and it does a whole lot of stuff and then they do it once and then it sits there and then they don't have it going all the time. Slow, steady, little is better and going through each of those seven Ps. And like I said, I won't go kind of cover all of that and hope that's helpful. Yeah, it is. And I think in our industry in commercial real estate, there's a lot of impatient and action oriented people who probably get right into the production phase without having a think about those first two Ps. So later on, we'll share where people can go to grab that to get more information. And also it will be in the show notes. I did want to ask you about how we can evaluate the performance of content. And I think the most obvious way is how many people looked at it, how many people click like, how many people commented. But of course, that's not why you do content. You do content to help your business and produce a result. So what sort of metrics would you recommend that people look at when they're determining if their content is performing and achieving the objectives that it is supposed to? Yeah, absolutely. It's a really, really good question. I'm so glad you asked it because, you know, that saying you can't improve what you don't measure if you're not actually looking at it, or if you're looking at the wrong things, you don't know if you're actually progressing. So looking at what is success, again, bring it back to those business goals. You want to make sure that any of the metrics that you have are going to relate specifically to the business goals or the ROI that you're looking for from the content. But then you would have certain KPIs nestled within that, that actually give you the indicators or the signposts of, are you actually achieving that? And that's going to depend very much on the type of business, the size of business, they're just property consultant, or if they are multinational or a corporate or a boutique and how long they've been in business and what size their audience is, they're going to have different goals. It's not like a one size fits all. So if someone's starting out and really looking to build awareness, they might be focusing on things like reach or views or how many people are looking at their content that's going out or how many followers are they attracting and just how many people are mentioning their name to other people. They could be things around the awareness or if they've got a name and people know who they are, but they're having trouble getting people engaged and actually interacting with them. So things like email signups or comments or shares or actual email open rates, things like that might be more tangible indicators of how people are actually engaging with them. And then obviously go on and through the different phases, like when people are in that consideration phase, then you might be looking at things like if you've got a freebie or an opt-in or whatever it is, a free consultation or a free assessment or whatever you're doing to start that conversation personally with someone that you'd like to work with. How many people are booking that? How many people are coming to your events or filling in your website contact form or something like that would be that stage. And then obviously, if you're getting lots of that, but you're not getting sales, you might want to then be focusing more on your conversion metrics to measure success. And how can you improve that? How can you use your content to shorten your sales cycle or your sales pipeline, whatever it is, or 
how can we increase the return on ad spend that we're putting out if you're doing that? So really looking at how your content is going to support whatever the key stage of your business is focusing on at the moment, because you have to be realistic. You're not going to be focusing on all of them thoroughly all the time. Nobody has the bandwidth to do that. So just being intentional about what you want to measure and link that to what you want to improve and make sure that if that thing improves, is that going to have an impact on your bottom line? Got it. LinkedIn is probably the main social media platform where commercial real estate people are hanging out. And I think getting personal on platforms like LinkedIn is an area where people get a little bit tripped up Mm. and they've got questions and concerns. And I hear clients say they're worried about what people will think if they post something personal. Some people worry that they could say something wrong or even be reprimanded or maybe even fired for sharing their personal opinions, even if they've got the best of intentions. So when it comes to sharing things which are perhaps outside the exact scope of what your job is, how do you advise your clients on navigating that? The way people are going to perceive you and trust you, at the end of the day, you're a brand and you know this, Darren, because you're great in the personal branding space, but you are a brand and a brand is not a one-dimensional thing. A brand is like a personality. It's what people say about you when you're not in the room. It's at its very, very core, the true essence of a brand is how you make people feel. And that's not done by just talking about your products and services. It's not done just by sharing your wins and how good you are. It's done by this very, very careful and holistic approach to showing a brand as a multifaceted personality. And that builds trust because just like people have light and shade, good days and bad days, People increasingly want to see that side of brands as well. And brands that are too scared to show anything negative or anything apart from what's picture perfect and polished now are starting to get a reputational perception of being inauthentic. And people can really pick that up and read that. So the challenge is how do you show those different sides, but in a way that's going to still protect your brand and also be okay for you personally, and as well as what I do with the agency and the different work I do in the space educationally and in my industry, there's times when more and more I'm actually starting to share certain personal things or some challenges, but every single time it's normally with a perspective of, so how can this then benefit or help the reader with their own journey? And that may not be necessarily a marketing tip or a win. Sometimes, and I'm just using myself as an example here, it might be that I want them to feel that no matter how good a marketer they are, we all have really bad days and we all have mistakes and that's okay. And helping them feel better about themselves might be my end goal with why I would share that. And so it really is important where if you want to build trust to have that real balance of light and shade, but not go too much to swing the pendulum too far to be airing dirty laundry for all and sundry to see because shade really best exists in the context of light. So you really want to be putting lots of stuff out there to build your authority and affinity so that when you inject those more vulnerable or personal or family things or whatever, they actually have more impact. And I'll also finish this one by saying that through the pandemic, Obviously, with everyone seeing people at home in their Zoom rooms with kids climbing all over them and pets and things like that, there is that real trend towards being far more open and honest about what's going on in our world. And I think those 
people who can do that can build their brand and reputation far more quickly. But it is a skill and art. And sometimes it just does take experimentation, not just around how people respond to it, but how that makes you feel as well. Because if you're not comfortable with it and you don't feel like it's helping, then maybe it's not good to do it because ultimately you need to feel authentic and in alignment with whatever you're sharing. So there you go. All right. Well, Nina, if any of our listeners would like to grab some more resources from you or get a greater understanding of your approach to content marketing, what's a way that they can take the next step? Yeah, absolutely. So my personal website, ninachristian.com is probably a good place to start, just point you in the right direction. If you wanted to do a deeper dive into those seven P's of the content strategy framework, then you could just add slash workshop to the end. So ninachristian.com forward slash workshop. That's something you can grab that's on demand. And yeah, of course. And then there's my agency, Braveda. So that's Braveda.com. Awesome. Well, Nina, it's been great to speak with you. Thanks so much for sharing your knowledge on this episode of CRE Success, the podcast. My pleasure, Darren. I think I'm a massive fan. I think you're doing amazing. I love watching you bring the proactivity that you are to this space. It's exciting to watch from my perspective as a marketer, seeing what you're doing and not just in your own business and world, but the way you are really empowering other people with the knowledge that you have and the foresight. I think it's so admirable. So I take my hat off to you and I just want to cheer you on in that respect too. Here's the $100 that I offer you for saying that. So thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you, Darren. Well, lovely to be here. Thanks for having me. For more information about our guest, visit cresuccess.co forward slash podcast. And now a final thought from Darren Krakowiak. Oh, it really is great to be back for season two of CRE Success, the podcast, and it's even better to have our sponsors back as well. Thank you to Hub Australia and also to Released for supporting content which helps commercial real estate professionals. If you're really motivated by what you've heard in today's episode and you want to go even further when it comes to personal branding, I've got a great workshop for commercial real estate professionals called Grow, Show and Know Your Network. It will help you accelerate the know, like and trust process at scale so you can get more deals into your pipeline. It's a free workshop and I'll send it to you if you email hello at cresuccess.co and ask for it. That's all you've got to do. Just email hello at cresuccess.co, ask for the free personal branding workshop and we'll send it to you. Also, if you want to listen to an episode with five commercial real estate professionals talking about how they create an amazing personal brand, go back and listen to the bonus episode number four from season one. It's called the social media bonus episode. It's waiting there for you and I'm sure it will also help you implement what you've heard all about today. Thanks so much for listening. I will speak to you soon. Thanks for listening to CRE Success, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform and be sure to leave us a five-star review. For more information about the show, just check the show notes on your podcast app or visit us online at cresuccess.co. Now the world of work has changed, everyone's looking for new ways to add flexible working into their plans and portfolios. Hub Australia is the national expert in premium flexible workspaces that offer five-star hospitality service. Hub Australia is already partnering with leading developers, Brookfield and Amalgamated Property Group to deliver the future of work for their tenants. Head to hubaustralia.com to learn more about Australia's leading flexible workspace experts.